Hello and welcome back to Real Talk with Mama Kwaja, the podcast. You're listening to episode number nine, and I'm your host, Zara Kwaja, a banker by day and blogger by night. My guest today is Sayeda Hassan Ali. Sayeda is a transformation and leadership coach specializing in empowering and supporting individuals to move beyond their present paradigms and liberate them from limited thinking, emotional blocks, sabotaging narratives, and expanding possibilities beyond their imagination. In this episode, we talk about her journey into the world of helping individuals connect with their inner universe, higher consciousness, so they can tap into their soul purpose and co-create a life that's authentic to them and filled with joy, love, passion, and inspiration. So let's begin. Assalamu alaikum, Sayyida. Hi, wa alaikum salam. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, as you can see, we're doing the recording in my car today. I have some renos going on at home. So this is my space today yeah. <laughs> for having this conversation with <laughs> That's amazing. Well, that's nice. Uh, at least, you know, the dedication is there. And, yes, uh, and you know, we, we have to keep going no matter what, right? So, so that's yes. what it is. So, um, uh, so for my viewers who don't know who Sayeda is, Sayeda is actually a transformation and leadership coach. Um, and she specializes in empowering and supporting individuals to move uh, beyond their present paradigms and liberate them from limited thinking. That would probably be me. <laughs> um, and uh, she helps remove emotional blocks and, you know, any sabotaging narratives and, um, and expanding possibilities beyond their imagination. Um, so, Sayeda, I'm going to ask you what... What, like, I know, I know, but I'd like for, you know, I'm sure everybody wants to know uh, more about you. They want to know more about you. So you tell me, um, how did you get to where you are today? So what's your journey? Okay, so um, I think the, the starting point of my journey was about five, six years ago uh, when my best friend passed away. Um, when she passed away, uh, my world just collapsed. Uh, she was a big part of my life. She was my rock. She was, um, I was, you know, I, I had uh, my, my dream career was uh, about to launch with her supporting me all the way. Um, so when she passed away, I felt like, you know, part of my heart got ripped out um, as anyone who's lost a loved one. Uh, my, my dream kind of collapsed at the same time. And at around the same time, my mother-in-law was diagnosed with uh, uh, stage four brain cancer. Uh, and so I became her caregiver. And so that also was a big, so it was everything at the same time. So the grieving, the, you know, the, the emotional stuff that comes with being a caregiver. And I think everything compounded. Um, and it just, it, soon after, it just broke me down. And that's where I, where I kind of hit rock bottom. Um, I was questioning, it made me question a lot of things about life. Uh, you know, why do people, um, you know, just this, because I, I was in this energy of suffering and struggle and everything just seemed chaotic and it didn't make sense to me. And it didn't matter how hard I tried or how many boxes I checked off. I was still caught up in the same energy of struggle. I mean, it didn't matter how many strategies 
that I incorporated into my life. It was still, there was something bigger that was going on. And so after, you know, my, after she passed, after my mother-in-law, she went through her palliative care. And after she passed away and the dust settled, I sat with myself and I said, you know what, this can't be it, that this can't be life. Um, there's so much suffering, there's so much pain, there's so much chaos. There has to be another way to live. And I really felt like I was struggling at that time. And everything was sort of, um, everything was having a negative impact in my life, you know, uh, with my children uh, at home, with my career, everything. So I knew I was a hot mess and I needed to understand and I needed to come out of it. And so, and that was the beginning of my journey um, where I actually started work. I, I put out an intention. And at that point, I didn't know the power of intention. I just heard about intention and you can, you know, create changes in your life merely by setting powerful intentions. And at that point, I sat down and I said, you know what? I have nothing to lose. I've hit rock bottom. Um, I need to, I'm going to try anything and everything and see where I go from here. And there was always this inner voice that was speaking to me, but I never quite trusted it, but it was always there. So I started working with power of intention and I said the intention that I wanted to heal and I wanted to come out of this energy of struggling and, 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 you know, just this constant chaotic cycle. And as I put the intention out there, soon enough, I met with a coach. At that point, I didn't really know what a coach was, uh, but I just met her and her energy really resonated with me. Um, and I was just having this kind of pull towards her. And I said, you know what, let me give it a shot. So I worked with her and in working with her, I went through major transformation. And I realized I just, um, a lot of it was my own chaos is in my own mind. Um, and, and I started learning about the law of attraction and how you tend to, you tend to attract chaos because you have chaos inside of you. And so it was just a matter of un, un, unpacking all the chaos, all the baggages, stuff that I didn't even really know existed because I've never really sat with myself, you know, I never sat in that ring of fire where I could just sit with my thoughts and, and hear we know all of my thoughts and my emotions mm -hmm. and that's scary by the way and I don't think I could have done it on my own I needed someone to hold that space for me and to kind of coach me through it mm -hmm. um, so I went through that process and when I came out of it it's like all of a sudden all these veils have just lifted there's just so much more clarity now and I realized I was in that chaos because I was recreating it I was I had this energy and I was just constantly recreating from that same energy and so, you know, from there on, just everything, that's where, you know, the journey just took off. Um, and I started exploring other healing modalities. And I started learning about energy and how all these emotions, they're actually energies. And these energies are trapped in your body. Um, and when they're trapped in your body, they're, they're also lowering your consciousness because, you know, you're not able to see uh, or, or you're, or you're seeing in an illusion of your emotions right you're not seeing past through things so just you know learning how to release these emotions learning how to identify these emotions it was such a liberating process and then i got to a point where i wanted to walk away from my career i have a double major in actual science and economics wow. um, and i i just could not 
I couldn't think of being in this nine to five cycle corporate world. Yeah, it just wasn't yeah. driving with mm-hmm. me anymore. When you go through certain experiences in life, it's just so hard to go back to that cycle because mm-hmm. now you're questioning things, you know, things are not adding up and, and you want to understand the deeper purpose of life. You want to understand the deeper meaning behind life. And you know what? I wanted to live a joyful life. I wanted to, I wanted to co- I wanted to create my own path. And so I had all these desires and I had all this inspiration, mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't know how to get to the out to, to what I was looking for. And so I first started learning about power of intention. And I think that was a big part of my journey. Mm-hmm. I read the book on Wayne Dyer. He's written a book called power of intention, powerful, very powerful book. And it made sense because when I thought about it, I said, you know what you and I were products of intention. Allah created us, God created us from, from a spirit of intention. So, I mean, if you and I can come into being from intention, then that means intention must be so powerful. So I really started getting into the science of it because I'm still very left brain and I love to understand the science of everything. So, you know, I started understanding the science of it and through using, connecting with the power of intention, obviously I was able to really shift things and turn things around in my own life. And then I got to a point where I was just so inspired by my own journey. Um, and it was such a transformative journey. And everything in my life just started shifting. My relationships, you know, with, with my children, with my husband, with my friends, with my family. Like everything just started shifting. So I knew that the more I was working through my chaos inside, the more the external started shifting. And it was just such an effortless, magical process. So that got me to a point where I said, you know what? I would, uh, so I really sat with myself and I said, well, what is my purpose? Because I can't see myself in a system of nine to five working for a bank. I, I, I need to do mm-hmm. more. I need more. And, I, and I've obviously been created for more. And I had this constant, you know, this, this feel, this pull inside of me. And the mm-hmm. more I sat with it, I recognized that I, I, I wanted to actually be a coach. And I wanted to hold space for, the, for other people to go through this journey. And I wanted to show them what's possible on the other side of the journey. And I love having fun. Uh, and I'm very goofy. And I'm very, um, you know, I, uh, I, I love experiential things as well. So I thought I'd start out my journey by hosting retreats. And at that point, it was just like me experimenting and just having fun. And so a, f- a few of my clients, I talked about it and I said, hey, you want to join me on retreats? And they're like, yeah, this sounds amazing. And I've, I've also been you know, in my journey. Obviously, I connected with a much deeper part of myself, more spiritual side of myself. Mm-hmm. And so I was, you know, always questioning things like, okay, why, you know, the meaning behind all of these beautiful, majestic things that are out there, what do they represent? How do they help in healing the mountains, the oceans, the forest? Mm. Um, And so, you know, when I, again, when I sat with it, um, the mountains were really calling me for my first retreat. And so I put together the retreat and we headed out to the Rocky Mountains in Banff. Uh, we, we checked into Fremont at Lake Louise and we had the most, that was the first retreat I hosted. It was the most beautiful, powerful retreat I had. Just sitting with the mountains and connecting with the mountains, connecting with that energy. Um, and yeah, and from there, my journey just took off and one thing led to another. And here I am today. I'm now a certified transformation and leadership coach. I work with clients one-on-one. I host group coaching sessions as well as retreats. My absolute happy place is taking women on retreats. 
and just taking them through that magical process. So here I'm, I am I'm today. waiting for the next one. I've like, whenever <laughs> yes. because like, I feel like I can, I can see myself. So I have to tell you this and then I know like, you know, obviously when I pray, I do all different words and sometimes I just sit there in silence and um, I have, a, I have a, you know, um, a thespian and I kind of hold it in my hand and I just kind of, uh, you know, um, and so what was coming to me was that I asked uh, Allah to, to grant me the opportunity to travel just to see um, the wonders that, you know, the universe has to offer. And I can see myself on one of those retreats. And sometimes it's not even about sitting there and talking, discussing. I think um, just the energy of everybody that joins into the retreat and sitting there in silence. I, I think that would, that would do so much more sometimes than just, you know, I, I don't know. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, Zara, when women come together with a collective intention, we create magic. And I've seen <laughs> that, you know, when, and again, it's about when you go to the mountains, you are connecting with its energy to help connect with your own inner universe. So a lot of my work um, is actually inspired by the very famous saying of Ali ibn Abi Talib, where he says, you presume you're a small entity, but within you is an entire universe. Yeah. That saying has been speaking to me since I was, I guess, 19 or 20, because I've always been the type of person who asks questions. And I know growing up, not many of my teachers were very fond of my questions because I asked a lot of difficult questions, you know, but my mind has always been that way. I've always wanted to understand and not every, not all my teachers had the answers, um, and, and I have so much gratitude for, for all of them, but I, I realized at some point that I needed to find the answers for myself. And the only way to do that was to connect with my own inner universe. And what he says is a whole universe. That is huge. That's a huge statement to make, to say that there's an entire universe within you. That means how powerful are you and I? But it's so hard to tap into that power when you're caught up in that cycle of suffering and struggle. And therefore, that's the reason why I do what I do is because I want to help people pull out. I want to, you know, I teach them the tools and I help them come out of that, uh, that cycle of struggling and suffering so they can see that there's so much more they're capable of. Yeah. And that yeah. you can literally co-create anything that you want as long as it's aligned with your inner truth. Yeah, absolutely. For me, I think um, uh, it started when the the book The Secret came out. Right. And so um, I think for a lot of people, it was the secret that had come out. And, and, and people kind of started, you know, leaning towards the side a little bit. And, and then, you know, I had my journey. Um, and, and I have a long way to go a long way to go still. Um, but, uh, but that was my starting point. Um, tell me a little bit more about the ring of fire like you talked about. Um, how, like for somebody who is just um, trying to kind of find their place, uh, the, you know, and, and trying to answer questions, uh, what would be, how would you define the ring of fire? So, when you are caught up in, when you recognize that there are some chaotic cycles that are kind of repeating itself, mm -hmm. that in itself is a huge, um, it's a huge 
teachable moment where it's it's showcasing that there's something that needs to be addressed or healed right for as long as it's not the cycle will keep repeating itself so when lessons not learned it will keep continuing so when you first is to acknowledge what what chaotic cycles keep repeating in your life mm-hmm. once you can identify so there's a little bit of a thought process that's needed here and when you once you can identify what cycles are going on then you go deeper and you say okay well you and the, the next step is to come out of the victim state and that's a huge one and that was the most challenging and difficult part of part for me was uh always you know because we're always wrapped up in our victim narratives that yeah. i'm in this situation because of xyz people or xyz circumstances yeah. and for as long as you are the victim you have given you're completely disempowered you're living a very disempowered life but it's the minute that you can stop and this is it takes a lot of courage to admit that you know what i'm being a victim in my story here and i'm going to take a moment to pull back and the minute you decide that you're going to take responsibility that's when you have taken your power back yeah right? well, and it takes a lot of courage so uh, so sometimes like um so it's like so, okay so if i'm able to articulate this the right way sometimes it is victim victimizing yourself right and and that's your easy way out that oh i i couldn't do this because i was doing that but then there are other times where there you do have a role to play in that particular moment in time and but i think instead i guess a better way of looking at it is maybe this is not the right time and i will achieve what i would like to achieve but in at the right time so i think that would probably shift you from a victim uh, mode mm-hmm. into more of a you know i will achieve this when the time is right maybe it's not the time right now so i think for me that was a big when i i was always like a sort of an like i i was maybe overly ambitious and and when i was not able to achieve what i wanted to achieve yeah. when i wanted to achieve it that yeah. was the thing wanted to i used to feel stuck i used to feel like right. oh i can't do this because x y z because right. I, you know this that and that but i think it was not the right time because uh, now i go by by something and you know i say it's either my time or it's the divine time it's allah's time and now when i say any time that i'm doing something i'm saying okay i can either push for my time and allah might give it to me but then things will not be as perfect or you know the outcome might be different or i wait for the divine time right. or allah's time. and that's where surrender comes in right yeah. that's where the whole point of surrender comes in where you just you have your intentions and then you're releasing it over for a higher power to carry you through yeah. uh, and not to say that you don't take any inspired action steps that has to always be there 100% but also coming out of that control element yeah. where i have yeah. to control everything well you can uh, in in urdu they say there's a saying that says hateli pe sarso ni jamti i don't know if you understand that but it's like you cannot take a seed and put it on the palm of your hand and expect a plant to grow out of it right there you, go. you need there to you, go. you need to do everything that you need to do uh, and right. eventually like so you know it's like that's and i and i and i've told my kids all the time that you you know there are two types of people one is a uh, one is a person who will take the seed and just put it in the ground and then just sit and wait and then there's the other per- person who will prepare the soil and put the seed in and then water it make sure it's in the right place it's getting enough sunlight and then sit back 
and then let nature take this course. And I think that that's the difference. People will put less effort and expect a lot. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, anyways, yeah. um, so, so back to your question about yeah. the ring of fire, mm -hmm. you're asking what that, what that is. So it's about identifying what, what chaotic cycles you're in. Mm -hmm. And then the next step is to come out of that victim victimhood and mm -hmm. taking your being empowered and saying, you know what, um, everything that's happening, I still have, I'm still accountable at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And when you're able to do that, <laughs> the next thing for the next further step is to then say, um, okay, well, what is it that's holding me back? So now here you're taking full accountability and you're saying, well, I want to do this or I want this to change in my life. Mm -hmm. But now that you're taking accountability, you're saying, but how am I holding myself back? Mm -hmm. And then identifying are they belief systems? And that's where the ring of fire comes in because you really have to sit with your emotions uh, where, you know, where is this? Okay, I'm feeling stuck. Why are you feeling stuck? Is there some sadness? Is there some anger issues? Is there um, hopelessness or helplessness? But really sitting in there and being honest and being authentic and being organic with yourself. And that's the ring of fire where you're sitting with your deep emotions and trying to figure out identifying what they are and then obviously tracing it to where they came from because certain experiences may have created those emotions and what's happening is we keep going we're on a loop from those experiences we keep playing off a loop so if we can remove that emotion from the past experience then it frees us and it liberates us mm -hmm. and there's so much that we're so trapped in but a lot of it is not even happening today. It's just things that have happened in the past that we haven't yet let go of. And that's what's keeping us stuck or holding mm -hmm. us back. So that the ring of fire, that's what it's about. Sitting in that, you know, that, that, uh, that energy where you're trying to find out where all of this stuff is coming from. And once you do that, mm -hmm. that's it. You liberate yourself. And then it's a journey of upwards and onwards all the way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, inshallah, inshallah, one day. So whilst you were on this journey, I know you mentioned you you had a coach that you were working it. What I want to know is how was your own family supporting you through it? Because I think for a lot of people, for maybe a lot of women, you know, they want to get onto this journey, but they feel like because this is not something mainstream yet, even even right. though the right. awareness is. I guess, jumped significantly, yes. but it's still not mainstream. So, um, you know, then like, what kind of support did you have um, from your immediate family, I would say? Um, you know, for me at that point in time, uh, and this was something that was very bold on my part, because I was always used to uh, always getting validation or approval from my partner. I mm -hmm. think that's just culturally the way I was raised was always everything approval and validation. Mm -hmm. And I think at that point in my journey, for some reason, I just had some another level of inner strength where I said, I need to do this for me. And I don't necessarily need the validation from anybody. This is just for me. So to be honest, I didn't even um, talk about it with my partner because this was my own personal journey that I needed to figure out. And so when I started working with the coach, um, I didn't talk too much about it. I just wanted not to my friends, not to any, but not to my family members. I just wanted it to be a personal thing between me and the coach. Um, and, and soon enough, I think, you know, my partner started noticing a lot of like shifts and changes. And that's, you know, when I opened up and I said, Hey, by the way, I'm doing this with the coach and he, and, and he obviously was super 
at that point. He still didn't know what it was. Um, I still didn't know what it was as I was in that. Now I can look back and I understand the full game, right? Mm -hmm. But at that moment in time, I didn't understand. It was just me following an inner voice, you know, little voice that's telling me. And I don't know where it's taking me, but I'm trusting it enough to take me somewhere. And my partner started noticing a lot of changes within me. And he was obviously pleasantly surprised by the, by the whole experience. And then ever since then, he's been a huge, huge support for me. But it only came in because he saw, he saw the transformations that I was going through. Right. And you know, once you see something, then you can't deny it. Um, and, you know, so since then, he's the one who encouraged me, you know, like build on this. This is something that speaks to you. And today I'm where I am because he's been, he's, he's, he's been my rock, but it did not start out that way. I think that's what it is, is I, I guess it's not just say, but do. And, um, and, and I think I'm, I was a sayer. Oh, I love to talk and tell people. And, you know, I was that kind of a person. Um, I guess maybe an overshare. Like I thought, oh my God, everything. Yeah. Like, and, and you know, a part of me, and I think to this day, I am somewhat like that, but I've become a little bit better because I feel like it's not, uh, it's not anything, but it's just the fact that, um, like, I think that I've learned that it's better to act and do it and then let people notice that on their own. And people who do end up noticing um, are the people who care enough to notice, right? But if I'm going there and sharing something to everybody and anybody, sometimes it's just, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? So, and I I know that sometimes I kind of, I have that ability to jinx things when I talk about something too much and then it doesn't happen. I'm like, I should learn my lesson every single time. But... um, but you know what it is? There's a beautiful saying that I've actually lived by over the last few years. It goes like this. I can't remember the author, but a beautiful, powerful saying. Confuse them with your silence and shock them with your actions. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So I'm going to write this down. So Yes, uh, absolutely. Confuse them with your silence yeah. and shock them with your actions. And that just means that your journey is your personal journey and it's about you. But when you're, when you are real with it, it will, it will, people will see it. And it's because they, you know, you cannot hide the, the, the change and the transformation. They'll see it. They observe it. And a lot of people who have worked with me are not people that I even ever had to, you know, up until I just recently came out onto social media, but up until that point, it was just word of mouth. I never had like a marketing strategy in place or anything like that for my coaching practice. It was just word of mouth, but I think that's the the most powerful one. Yeah. Yeah. But I've lived by that saying for many years now and it's, it's it's, it's been a game changer. It's gold. No, no. And I think it has literally summed up what I was saying as well, right? Like you just kind of show it by and and that's, that's beautiful. And I think I'm going to, I'm going to keep this one close. I mean, I think this is, uh, this is powerful, but so if, um, so if there is somebody who is looking um, to find somebody like you to work with, how does that work? And, 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 you know, like, what is the initial steps to take or like, how do you, how does one go about it? Well, there's another saying, 
that when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And that statement is true every single time. Um, the biggest concern that I find with people who are new in this journey is obviously the finances or, you know, <clears throat> that's involved with going through this whole coaching journey. Because that was my primary concern going in, especially because I didn't want to tell, you know, my partner, I just wanted to figure it out on my own. And that was a huge concern for me. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I learned very early. Um, and it comes to, again, like the whole lack and scarcity mentality. Um, I never understood this concept of the universe will always conspire to help you. Again, another beautiful saying by Paulo Coelho, the author of The Alchemist, where he says, when you want something, the universe will conspire to give it to you. And so I would, you know, tell the viewers that when you are looking, when, when first it's coming to a place where you say, you know what, I am, I'm tired. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. First, acknowledging that, <laughs> you know, and then that's the starting point is to come to that place where you just say, you know what, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired and I need, I need something to change. And also then acknowledging that the change is within, it's never external. And then, um, and then just put out an intention that I'm ready to take the step and I'm ready to go forward. And as soon as you set that intention and you come into that state, the universe will put someone on your path or somehow something will connect, you know, and you'll be, maybe you'll get pulled that, okay, maybe I want to work with that person. Um, and then you, and then, so just kind of follow your own inner voice. It's your own inner universe that you got to like start tapping into. Um, and, and then things just, you know, there's no real strategy. Things just kind of then come together because yeah, it's, yeah. it's, you know, the universe is conspiring for you. It's connecting the dots for you. So I would say simply put out an intention and the right person will come and, you know, the, the process can begin. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think um, uh, as somebody who, who has been like, I, I've been working uh, on myself with people and, and, you know, in different ways. And, um, and I think what it is, is that you'll have that so there's always things that are there. You just have to sit in that moment of silence and listen. So I think uh, for me, what has worked uh, tremendously and continues to work every time I go um, uh, off path and I come back to it is the fact that I need to just sit with myself. And, and a lot of times I've, I find that people who like, like there are people who I know also, they're always with people and they're always doing something and they're always engaged, which is amazing, which is, which is like, and th this is who I used to be. But I realized that those are all distractions because we don't want to hear and listen to what's inside. And the only, the, the inside voice I find gets louder and louder and louder when you're sitting in more and more and more silence. And sometimes I find like, and, and for me that that turning point was when I, I realized that I love spending time with myself. I mean, I love my friends and I love my peers and I love my colleagues and, I, and I'm a social butterfly. But as yeah. much as I need that, I need the same amount of time to myself. And I find that when I do that and when I am listening to myself in silence, automatically I'm putting intentions out there. And, and when I say this, 
like I'm getting goosebumps when I'm saying this to you, but I'm telling you this is when I started doing that, automatically I felt the universe starting to conspire together to help me. And I would get, uh, you know, I'd open up my phone and I'd get a quote, like some post by somebody. Um, yep. Or it would be in, like, it would come in forms where it was coming to me before also, but I was yes. just not awesome. paying attention. And now I have trained myself to pay attention. So it would be, it could be anything. It could be people I've connected with months ago and all of a sudden I'll get a text from them and I'd be like, okay. And, and I, don't I think that's the beauty. I think that's the beauty behind the COVID situation because it's, <clears throat> it's really forced us to slow it down, isolate, uh, our, all our engagements and activities have been cut down. And you know, um, these two sides of every coin, right? And, and everything has been created in duality. There is light and there's darkness. So the COVID has its dark negative energy yeah. to it, but it also has beauty in it. And it depends where you want to put your focus. And if we can transition out of the fear and move into, well, what is, what is it trying to teach us? Because everything is a teachable moment. What is it trying to teach us? And maybe it's teaching us to slow down and go within yes. and tap into first, remove all of our gunk and our baggages that are creating chaos. And I always say this, the pandemic hasn't created fear. It has highlighted existing fears within us yeah. uh, it hasn't it hasn't created anxiety it has just magnified and highlighted existing anxiety that exists within us so it's just it's bringing all of our all of our um baggages to the surface yeah so yeah. either you deal with it or you get drowned in it yeah and, and, and everyone, i mean it's, it's a simple thing right like you can either uh, deal with anxiety and fear or just and and make that the highlight of your existence today or you say, okay, that's there and I will do uh, I will do all the things that I'm supposed to do, you know, wash my hands and keep things clean, whatever, but I'm not going to stop that from living. So where we, I think it was nature's way of slowing us down. And, and, and there is, unfortunately, I, I don't know if this will come out right, but unfortunately there is always collateral damage, right? And, yes, yes, and, and unfortunately it is happening but at the same time, it is giving a lot of people the time to reflect. And, and for me, I think that's what the biggest thing is. So, so I say, you know, spend some time with yourself. Um, and, you know, you don't like I feel like don't ever think that it's, you know, you can it doesn't cost you anything spending time with yourself. Right. It doesn't cost you anything. Try and sit in silence. Try and just breathe and connect and you will get, it will come to you. When I'm saying that, I'm telling you, it will come to you. And, and that's, that's all I can say. Right. Um, and on that note, I know you're doing something very, very beautiful with a few other people. Um, yes. And I will be, I will be definitely um, sharing um, that as well with, uh, with all the people, all the viewers that I have. Um, and it's, it's the workshop um, portion of it, uh, which I think is very important. And I think that's a beautiful thing that we have time on our hands. And if we use it wisely uh, for growth, um, that would be 
I think that would be amazing. So tell me a little bit more about the workshop. So um, in, I'm collaborating with a couple of uh, dear friends of mine, Aisha Zaman and Rowan Kara. And we have put together a series titled Let's Heal Our Fears. It's a seven series session. And pretty much in that series, we're going to be using emotion coding and sound healing uh, with chronic meditation to help people heal all the fear that's stored within the body because fear is a very low vibration and fear keeps you in the cycles of suffering and struggle. And these emotions are also trapped in our not only in our physical bodies but also our emotional bodies and and the human body has seven energy centers so these emotions are being trapped are getting trapped in these energy centers now when they're trapped in your energy centers your consciousness also exists in those energy centers but when they are occupied with all these low dense emotions you can't tap into consciousness you can't see the bigger picture there's no clarity you're just stuck in that cycle of suffering anxiety and struggle and hopelessness mm -hmm. so we said let's so we came together and said let's put together a series that we can actually not talk about not only talk about but we actually help them release because that's that's the hard part you know not everyone knows and has have the tools to remove these energies there there is a way there's a science behind it and so and, and that's what this whole series is about, helping people remove those low dense energies from their bodies. And once you do, you will see that your, you know, your, your, way, your way of thinking changes because that energy is no longer controlling your thought process. Mm -hmm. The action steps that you take are also changing mm -hmm. because mind you, all of our behaviors, they only come from just 5% of your conscious mind, but they're coming from 95% of your subconscious mind. And all these energies are stored at the subconscious level. So there is a whole science plan how to release it at the subconscious level. And that will change everything. The way you look at life, the way you, the action steps you take, uh, the way you behave with people, everything just shifts because you have worked through the root problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, so that's what these uh, seven series workshop is all about. It's to help release these dense energies from the body through emotion coding and sound healing. And I'm super excited and uh, in, in, uh, in doing this collaboration with Rowan Kara and Aisha. Um, we've all been through a, quite a journey and, uh, you know, um, it, it's been so liberating and we truly want to share our own experience, wisdom, knowledge, tools um, to anybody who's interested. So, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'm truly, truly yes, I'm excited. I'm excited to have you on board. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, so um, any, any last thoughts that you would like for um, our viewers or our listeners to, to, to leave with today? Yeah, the, the, the one thing that's coming to my mind right now is <clears throat> please know that you are so powerful and you have been created with a purpose. Each and every one of us has a unique purpose. It's like we're part of this big puzzle piece and each one of us is a unique piece. And for as long as we don't step into our power, we're not able to complete that, that puzzle picture. So please know that you're powerful. It doesn't matter what, you, what your life has been like, what experiences you have been through. Um, all of that are just... Um, 
I don't want to say excuses, but they're just things that are holding you back. You're much more than that. And, you know, Imamali has told us that there's a whole universe inside of us. That's a big statement to make. Let's tap into that and let's live a life that's full of passion and joy. Yeah. Because we deserve that. We're deserving of living a life that's passionate and joyful. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, um, I think everybody deserves that. And, and the minute we, we realize that it's all within ourselves, um, and you start un, unpacking all that, um, you are with every layer coming off, you're empowering yourself even more every single time. And, and, you know, and that's what it is at the end of the day, right? We all have to help ourselves, And so take the first step, you know, spend time with yourself, listen to yourself and, and start on that journey. And believe me, um, when I say this, that it will be beautiful. It will be very rewarding. Right. So thank you so much Ayada, for taking time out and, and speaking with My me, right? everything that's going on <laughs> and, you know, yeah. um, thank you so much. And this was, this is beautiful. And I hope that we can continue to connect and talk and share. In the absolutely absolutely journey of upwards and onwards always thank you sir it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so much thank you so much for tuning in to real talk with mama kwaja podcast today if you enjoyed this episode i would so love it if you could take a moment to screenshot the episode and share on your instagram stories do throw me a tag at mama.quaja so I can see it as well. We'll see you next time with another episode of Real Talk with Mama Quaja.